Welcome to Eclipse, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, and defend its honor. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we're here, we're talking about Reborn, baby. <laughs> we're talking about Season 1, Episodes 1 and 2, Brave New World and Odessa. It's a good thing you got those episode titles down, because I sure did. <laughs> I wrote them down, baby. Good. <laughs> Right at the top, like, I always put the episode title, so I'll see it right away. Well, yep. like, when they did the, like, Brave New World one, I think they, like, whooshed it so fast that I was typing, and I was like, wait, uh, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I wrote it down before the episode even started. I went and looked it up, like, what are these episodes called? Well, that was good of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Oh. This might be a longer one, because we got a two-part premiere, babes. <sighs> I know. Yeah, this is, uh, this is, do we want to talk about, like, the history of how this show came about? We probably should. Sure. Yeah, so, basically, uh, it's a very small little, like, wiki entry about, like, Heroes Reborn. Like, they announced it. Um, it's, uh... It sort of, like, it got announced and created really quickly once it became a thing that they were doing. Um, but here's the thing. We were supposed to get an actual comic book, like how Buffy the Vampire Slayer has a comic book. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm using this episode to complain about it because this is what happened instead. And that's why we will never get that comic book because they just were like, no, we're not going to do that with the characters. We're going to do this with the characters. Um, we were supposed to get an actual, like fucking physical comic book series um from cullen bunn who's uh, like a, an actual like comic creator is not some random dude he's done a bunch of cool stuff a uh, really great horror comic called harrow county if that's your thing um <clears throat> and when i tell you i was so excited for that mm-hmm. because that's where this show should have continued it should have pulled a buffy it should have went into the actual comic book space where budget doesn't matter, actors don't matter, like, none of it matters, and you can do with the characters what you need to do. Yeah. But instead, something happened, and Tim Kring's real good at talking people into things, I guess, because, like, it it, it truly is fascinating how this came to be. Like, I I don't know if if part of it, like, there just isn't a lot that that people have said about it, about how it happened. Do you you want me to, like, here, this is my, like, guess mm-hmm. as to why this happened instead of the comic, right? Oh, sure. So I think the comic was announced two years, maybe a year before this. Yeah, it was really, really, really soon before it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that got really positive reception. Yeah! And so someone's brain got, like, a churn and, like, wow, if people love this, you know what they'd really love? If we came back. So, and I then think, that, like, yeah. killed the comic and this Fucking came bullshit. out of it after that. I think it's a combination of that and then also... Um, it was on Netflix at the time and mm-hmm, people were mm-hmm. talking about it on social media again, not obviously like a hundred million of them, but like you would see people talking about it more on Tumblr and stuff. Like you could follow heroes tags and find new stuff being made out of nowhere. And it was because it was on Netflix and anytime something's on Netflix, it gets a new life because, um, a number of people were, um, just, they didn't watch it when it aired. Or what was happening most, from what I saw in my little corner of the internet, they were young. They were too young to watch it. And now they're, uh, yep. like, teens or older. And they were like, well, this was great. Why the fuck did this get canceled? Well, you know, you didn't live through hell like we did. But, um, but yeah, so it, it had, like, a couple things going on. 
But um, I'm I'm almost positive that you're right, and that's what makes me so angry. Um, because it's like we could have had it could have been great. It could have been great. It could have been like the Buffy comic, which has its ups and downs, but it's still going. And that show has been off the air forever. Like, it could have been a chance to, like, redeem its own legacy, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. in the pop culture, like, genre, spe- uh, like, sphere. Like, give it a decent comic book, and then people can remember why these characters are cool. And, you know, let them do the things that they can't do on the show because of budgetary reasons. Like, actually let them be fucking superheroes and supervillains. Uh, I mean... This was going to be everything. It wouldn't have mattered who came back and who couldn't. And, like, yeah, like, they could have had everyone. And now we'll never have that because it got canceled. And, <clears throat> you know, now now this is what we have instead. And that's why I was so mad at the idea of this show. Mm-hmm. And then I'm still kind of bitter about it. I'm getting better. It may not seem like it, but I am. To be fair, a lot of the people from the show have come back into this. They have. It's clearly like, you know, Siler and Peter are like the two big ones. Obviously, Claire, because she's mentioned in main o- name only, but like, you know, we know Hayden apparently was never asked. <laughs> Which is just wild. Yeah. And so. Milo claims he wasn't either. No, he said he was approached. Was he Remember? Because there was that whole thing. Yeah. Because we finally found out because he did that podcast thing. That's right. So he and Quinto both were asked, weren't they? Yes. Okay. Yes. They probably because Quinto like said story. straight up that he said no. Yeah, and then well, I mean, Milo said no after he heard like what they that they wanted him to be there for like the first episode, and then you wouldn't see him again until later on. Yeah, which, like, I guess I, I mean, like, I I do remember where the story goes. A lot of it, and this is where like mm-hmm. I don't like about the show is where the story goes. But um, but it's like oh yeah, I don't blame him. But um. I know that also Milo and Quinto were very in their don't just associate me with heroes period when this happened. So mm-hmm. that was a big part of it too, I think. Like, they they both were very like, yeah, I'm more than Siler, I'm more than Peter Petrelli. So they weren't exactly mm-hmm. itching, I think, to get back into that. So I think Milo would have did it, but he wasn't a fan of, he was like, people aren't going to like this. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not focusing enough on the Milo's a man original of the, characters. Milo, whatever Milia, pitch he got. man of the people, saying what we're all mm-hmm. thinking. Or as, yeah, I knew Quinto wouldn't take it. Yeah, no. No he, matter what, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's ironic? Maybe now. I feel like the, <laughs> I feel like the further away from all of it happening that some of them might have different opinions on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's he's been an absolute genre garbage. He could at least go back to the thing people liked him in. <laughs> like, I think everyone that showed up in this would one hundred percent do it again. Well, yeah, because they're the, they they're the team players. I suppose you could say they yeah they did show up and they would do it again. Some surprising mm-hmm. people too. Um, yeah, yeah, which we'll see uh, later on more so. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so, could have had a comic, don't have a comic, have this instead, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so, you, you can see the, the place of bitterness that, like, you know, I guess both of us, but you more so than me, come from, you know? Well, that's because I'm such a little comic nerd, and it's just something I always wanted to see, like, one of my favorite shows get a proper 
adaptation. Like, not the little web comics, not like, you know, like, this would have been a real thing. Like, and I know mm-hmm. that Heroes had real physical comics as well, um, but this would have been, in, in my head, this would have been better. It had to have been better, so. hmm Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, shall we get into the first part? I guess the so. The first episode? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. I didn't like hate this whole thing by the way. I just like I didn't either. Like, just, like yeah. Eh, I don't know. Like it's it's okay. It's okay. There are people segments I enjoyed more than others. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we'll we'll probably call them out as we go through them, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some things I really hate about it still, and I I think mm-hmm, I have good mm-hmm. reason. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess let's get into it. Um so you're going to, I'm just going to prepare people for the format of how I'm going to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be saying things like, uh, this guy and this dude and this person, because they don't introduce the characters' names uh, very well in the first episode. So Rachel will probably interject and say the characters' names and, like, who plays them and stuff. Um, yeah. Because uh, I just th- I just thought it was funny to, to, to do it like the show did it. To be like, yeah, and then we're following this guy, and I don't, I don't know his name either, and they don't tell me. Like, <laughs> you know. with, with, like, one exception of a character who I don't think it's a name for a while. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll do our HRG to, to that character. <laughs> yeah, so. just, just a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of little HRGs running around this fucking episode, I swear mm-hmm. to God. All right. Um, including HRG. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, I'm just, I'm preparing people for that to be like, oh, why should you keep doing that? Because the show kept doing it. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, and I, I might have missed, like, a, I don't know. You'll have to tell me if I miss a detail or two. We're going to have to follow each other's notes very fucking closely yeah. as we do this, because... Of course, I've got my notes open. I'm ready to be like, if I, if you miss something, and you can do the same for me for episode two. Oy vey. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> Alright, so I guess we'll just get into it. Um, mm-hmm. We start off the first episode of Heroes Reborn with the familiar face, because it's the only way you could really do it, um, which is we see good old Noah Bennett, and he's sitting on a bench, and he's trying to call Claire, and he has this little, like, exposition phone call voicemail to her, where mm-hmm. he's, we get the, the sense that um, they had a fight after she did the Ferris wheel stunt at the end of the regular show, and... Um, they haven't spoken in a few years. So, oh, sad day, right? Yeah. <laughs> just the idea of them not communicating when they're, like, the heart of the show in so many ways. Like, oh, that's real That's real brutal. Um, you know, he, he's very apologetic about, though. Like, he's definitely, like, this isn't, like, this is definitely a Noah Bennett who is different than the one we saw on the show where he's, like, fully, like, I fucked up. You know, it's hard for him to admit that a lot on the regular show. He's just like, no, 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 she'll come around, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, this is very him being, like, away from her for a few years, and, and, you know, that no contact thing is really getting at him. So he misses her, and, you know, he, he wishes things were different and all that stuff. And you see that he is going to be attending this um, this event that is taking place in Odessa. Odessa, Texas, mm-hmm. um, you know, popular locale for the show, um, where we're living in a post-Brave New World world, um, where 
humans and evos they call them evos i hate that word i will use it because the show uses it i will sometimes say specials because it's the better word yep um, <laughs> evo like oh god i've always hated it oh it's the worst um evos and humans um living together in the world you know and all the fun stuff that could bring uh so this is a unity summit this is you know the idea is like hey, you know, we're going to have a bunch of, like, human guests and Evo guests and everyone can come and everyone can be themselves. It'll be great. And, you know, uh, you know, everyone can just live happily in harmony and peace. And, oh, wait, that's not the world that we live in. So um, it, it's it's nice at first, though, because we see shots of all these, like, specials just doing their shit in the wild without a care in the world, just living, just being. Mm-hmm. You see people, like, floating and, like, doing other stuff and... And we also are, like, being introduced to some of our main characters, and we don't realize it. We see a couple of them. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, apparently, everything uh, is centered in Odessa. It's the center of Evo research in, like, the world since this all happened. Um, so this is, like, a really, you know, this is a big deal. And before it can really get much further, <laughs> there, there is a giant explosion on the horizon. And yeah. we see that somebody, or, you know, some, 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 someone bombed the summit. And a lot of people died and a lot of people got hurt and humans and specials both. Um, mm-hmm. But they do this interesting thing, which I actually kind of like as a stylistic choice, where when we see like the wreckage and everything, we hear a bunch of like newscasters talking over it. And, um, so this would be, like, what it would be like if they were reporting on it as an event. And it's, like, clips from actual news events. Like, I think they had them record some of it, like, because it might have, like, a specific, like, a specific term, like, Evo in it. Yes. But a lot Mm -hmm. of it's, like, shit just from real speeches and stuff. Like, there's an Obama speech in there. That's just, like, a real speech. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, they've got, like, Tom Brokaw, because, you know, NBC has him in their pocket. And there's, like, all these different voices and stuff. And as you're listening to it. It goes in a very short amount of time from what a horrible tragedy. Oh my God, this is terrible to wait a minute. This is a, this is a thing that we have to wonder who could really gain from causing this particular rift. And, you know, you can watch in real time the shifting of the like media point of view, which is something we see all the time in our lives. Um, How the news coverage shifts and turns. And as people start asking all these questions and so it becomes this thing where it immediately becomes, oh, well, obviously the Evos don't want to get along with us. They're not like us. So they fucked it all up and they, and they killed a lot of people. And they're going to keep killing people because they're bad and they're not human beings. And, like, you can hear, like, as the tone of it starts to go, that, like, Fox Newsification of it at the end, the, like, last couple mm-hmm. people talking. You're like, uh-huh, yeah. So... It's, uh, it was June 13th. That's the date you're going to hear a lot. That's the day it happened. And um, we see Noah survived. And he's a little banged up, but he's okay. And he's sitting there and he's calling Claire's name because she was supposed to go to the summit. That was what he was expecting when he was calling her and why he was there. Because he wanted to try to meet up with her again. Yep. So... That's how it, that's mm-hmm. how it all begins is something bad happens. The specials are being blamed 
and Noah Bennett is in the thick of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was also at Primatech in Odessa. Yeah. The summit. Mm-hmm. Which is like, you know, going to remain a very important part of the, um, of this series as well. So. Yeah. Which is interesting. But, um, yeah. So any, any, any thoughts about the, uh, failed unity summit and Noah and Claire and their strange relationship? Do you think like the year this came out, they like if they would have come out like a couple years later, like some of the themes in the series, or if it came out now, how people would take it? I mean, it's very. This came out in 2015. Yeah, mm-hmm. before everything really bad happened here. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's interesting, yeah, the different themes that show up. And I was saying this to Rachel when I was watching it last night. I was like, man, this is going to get more political than even I thought it was going to get, us talking about mm-hmm. it. Because it can't not. Especially w- with all the shit that's about to happen after this. Um, and how certain storylines are going to take form. Yeah. So we're going to be <laughs> we're gonna be uh, talking about things that definitely mirror the real world. Um, sadly. <laughs> um yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know that this show ever had it in it to be viewed as, like, something talking about important things by people, even though it did. So, yeah. Oh, they they, they wanted it to be. Let's, let's oh, they be real. Like, you know, that was like. More than anything, yeah. What, like, Kring wanted, but, like, little um, did they know in a few years' time if people were, like, rewatching it, especially now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's things where I'm like, huh. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so. so. And it's not on streaming anywhere at the moment, so <laughs> people couldn't, even if they, like, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. Such, such wanted a, to look at this and go, huh. nonsense. It's like, ugh, yeah. oh, you're telling me I can't even watch it on fucking, like, I don't know, Crackle with ads? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Is Crackle still a thing? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So... Here's the thing. The timeline goes whoosh real hard (laughs) from this point on. I don't think I even have it fully straight, but I'm going to do my best. So we see the the aftermath of all of this. And um, we see a guy in Quebec and he's running from a truck and he's like fully in his underwear. Like he was rousted from his home. That's Mm -hmm. the like subtext there. That, that they literally, like, rousted him from bed <laughs> to, like, fucking lynch him. Um, because there's this, like, bullshit group of hicks going after him with, like, you know the truck. You know the fucking truck. It's, like, lifted. It's got the Was it, though? Lights. Is it? I wasn't sure if it was authorities because they had dogs with them, too. I think it's, like, um, yeah, I know, but I think it's, like, a like a, a citizen's border patrol kind of bullshit. Like, they did not look Could legit be. to me. They look like the kind of people who waste everyone's time uh, just hanging out at the Mexico border, uh, border right now. You know, like those people. Mm-hmm. That's what it fucking looks like. Militia people. Um, okay. That's how I'm choosing to interpret it. They did not look legit to me. Um, there were no, like, insignias or badges or anything. They were just dressed in camo and had dogs. <laughs> like, fair, fair, yeah. fair. So, yeah. Um, and it says the name of volume one, because uh, they were hoping it was going to be multiple volumes. 
don't know. Even though later Cream was like, dream. oh, it's always meant to be a 13-episode thing. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Talk it back all you want, buddy. It's out there. Um, yeah, it's called Awakening, by the way, this volume. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we go from that scene to the guy being, like, cornered by the dogs, or at least, you know, they're trying to corner him, to a scene in China. And then this is, like, four months ago? Yeah. Okay, like I hate how they do this so much. And another guy is is uh, he has a, a weight chain to his arm, also being hunted down. Um, and uh, in order to get away, he literally he cuts off his hand, right? Yep. Yeah, cuts off his own damn hand and part of his arm um, because he had like it was a giant, like it was a plate, like a plate weight. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, the idea being that he can't fly cause you know, he's, he, he flies away after if, you know, he's way down to the ground, which I could argue that he could probably get over that. But, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so this guy's flying away. Um, we see seven weeks ago, it literally moves like this fucking fast. It doesn't let you sit with anyone or anything. We see, um, um, some people in a car outside of the, uh, Canada border, and uh, we get the sense that it's a it's a mom and a son, and they from their conversation they're having they've been on the run for a minute they've been going from town to town and having to change their name having to pack up having to leave like this is what it's like for them now. Um, they are waiting in the line to get to the border, and they notice that one of the people in front of them is being swabbed by the authorities, and that's how they can tell now I guess um, as they figured out technology to tell. Um, and, uh, they're like, oh, they're swabbing people. Oh, fuck. We need to get out of here. And so the mom, like, backs the fuck up and, like, smashes into cars and, like, bumper cars her way out of the line. And we see that, um, the kid has a bunch of Ninth Wonders comics. They spill out in the, in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I did not look at the covers. I should have. I should have taken a closer look. I bet they were probably going to be some stuff from, like, this year, maybe. Uh, this like this season of television. I bet that was. It could. I think it was like old Ninth Wonders comics, though. You think? I um, thought like Hero was on one of the covers. I that think was, like, Hero on was on one of the covers because he's always on one of the covers. But I think they showed some other stuff too. Maybe I don't know. I'll have to go look and and see. Um. So and then we are in Chicago. Before, bef- yes. well, what? Before you go on, okay. To our we're we're in the current day in a second. Uh huh. Uh, this is Tommy, mm-hmm. Tommy Clark, See, and he's played yeah. by Robbie Kay, mm-hmm. who at like at the time was fresh off Once Upon a Time p- being Peter Pan, and apparently he went back to Once Upon a Time afterward as well. Really? And showed up again on there. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I was like, I don't remember this. It must have been after you and I both stopped watching. (laughs) But when I was looking at his IMDb, his, like, most recent credit, I was like, I didn't know he was in this. It's a video game called Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus. And it's a FMV video game. And I was like, I forgot about this game. I was going to add it on Steam because it, like, just came out. So I, and it's on sale for half off. So I might be buying that after we finish this. So... (laughs) What it's is... a murder mystery where, okay. like, your uncle has been poisoned and you have, like, a video call with all your different family members to try to figure out who did it so you can, can, um... Oh, damn. Make sure he doesn't die. And apparently it takes you several times to go through to, like, figure out, like, all the pieces that you need to save Uncle Marcus. So. 
Does he have any like recent screen credits? Like I don't think he did. Okay. Like he's been on other things. Let me let me double check. But that's the one that definitely like stood out to me is like oh. I was genuinely uh, curious because I was like, yeah, this kid was everywhere and then he was nowhere. So, like, he was on Sleepy Hollow for two episodes. He was on Uh The Rookie for an episode. Oh, okay. He's not. He's not been on like everything. Sure. He's not been. Not been around. Well, you know, it's so damn hard to gauge that stuff like post pandemic. I guess you know because like no Mm -hmm. one was working as much the last couple of years, and so. That's but there are definitely other people that we are about to be introduced to that have done a <laughs> ton of work afterward. So I was actually oh, yeah. surprised he has not done as much. Yeah, me too. I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely surprised. The kid's got uh, charisma. He's good. I like him. He's one of the things in Heroes Reborn I remember liking because I like him. Yes. So, yeah. That's why I was like really excited to see that he <laughs> was <laughs> that he <laughs> was one of the people in who pressed mute on Uncle Marcus. So... What yeah. a fun name for a game that has to do with that kind of, like, a Zoom call thing. Because I remember I was excited about when I heard them talk about it on Besties. Because, of course, Justin, who is the FMV king, has to be the one to bring it up. Because he loves FMV video games. What does that stand for? Pretend I don't know. <laughs> Full motion video. It is oh. people acting in it. Oh. He's not a voice. He's literally in it as an actor. Well, okay then. Okay. It's like um, her story, uh, the um, the madness of Dr. Decker. Uh, there's like a whole, bu- there's like a whole bunch of like recent FMV games that have been out from particularly, I wish I could remember what studio those other ones were from. Cause I don't think that this is from the same studio. Dark Knights with Poe and Monroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're campy and they're weird because you know, <laughs> right? Because it's actors in a video game. That's always yeah. fun. That that's mm-hmm. always a guaranteed good time because it's always kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, he's not been in that much, honestly. Which usually is something we see for like the women <laughs> when I'm... we look into this. I mean, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Let's see. Okay, so yeah, well, welcome Tommy, one of our lead characters. Yay, Tommy! All right. Yeah. Um, so now we're gonna go to Chicago immediately after that, and it's just gonna be um, one year after the blast. So it's June thirteenth again, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, that was a wild timeline." I'm like, "Yeah, it sure fucking was. It was hard to keep up with when you were watching it too. Um, they could have made that better and clearer, <laughs> but they didn't. So." June 13th, one year after the blast. I'm not even going to fuck around with this one because I didn't know his name. I just called him by his actor's name, like, for the <laughs> so entire first episode. So, Zachary Levi uh, <laughs> pulls up. <laughs> um, he pulls up to a building. Uh, what's that? Chalk on Heroes? You betcha. Um, what a weird, wacky fucking happenstance. Um... Yeah, this is the Zachary we get, so. I I remember I like his performance on the show, because it was something I hadn't seen from him before. Yeah. Um, and his character is not a piece of shit by the end of it. Um, but certain yeah. people he's around never change. Anyway, so um, we see him pull up to a building. He has a note that says cockroach on it. It's, like, very, like, to the camera. It's shown. 
And we see Robbie Kay's character, so we see Tommy going after him, and he runs into a guy, an older gentleman, and he's like, Coach Lewis? You know, like, you know, like he knows this uh, dude that they're going into this building, you know, from, from school, and Coach Lewis is like, oh, come on. You know, like he doesn't want to uh, have someone who knows him here, and so like, okay, that's interesting. So they're all going into a location together, a, a meeting place of sorts, and we see there's a group of people inside. And they're watching a piece on Odessa and, like, one year later and all that on the TV. And, um, they, (laughs) you know how I did class war a lot during the first part of this show? Um, Mm -hmm. can I do, like, heroes race problem, uh, for this one? (laughs) Uh, Like, starts choking because, man, oh, (laughs) we ain't even to the end of the episode yet. Woo boy! <laughs> no, we're not. Um, there's a, oh god damn. Okay, so um, <laughs> uh, according to the news, um, the 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 common knowledge now is that noted Evo terrorist uh, Mohinder Suresh is the person who blew up the summit at Odessa. Mm-hmm. They could have said Parkman. They could have chosen Angela fucking Petrelli. They could have done a lot of people. Um, they chose Mohinder Suresh. The connotations for that are wild. <laughs> it is, but I also like how not only later on, but in this, with this group of people... They call bullshit on it. Oh, they fully, they know. Oh, yeah, no. They're just like, fuck literally all of that. Because I have to assume, Uh like, in that, you know, you have to assume at this point, within that four-year span, actually, it would have been five, I guess, to the present, but four before that happened, Uh that he was very prolific and known Well, we get the sense of that later, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mr. Mr. One Foot Always Out the Door came back through the door. Yep. So, that's interesting. I will deal with that. But just the very, like, concept of, like... (laughs) major event blown up blame the brown man like holy shit that just plays Mm -hmm. about as well as you would think uh just Mm -hmm. seeing it on your tv before the show takes back the narrative itself and goes ah it's bullshit you know yeah Mm -hmm. um so obviously they're setting up mohinder to be important uh on this which again really (laughs) like we all thought central was just gonna be done like he he that was the most surprising yeah it truly Mm -hmm. was yeah it truly was. Um, so, so that um, that occurs. Uh, but then, what I like is that this group of people—it's clearly a meeting of evos. Uh, they are talking about how they need to stop being the victims here. This is this is nonsense. They can do stuff. Humans can't do stuff. Like this is this is bullshit. They need to 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 take back the power. They mention. Um, that somebody is doing that, that there's a vigilante named El, uh, El Vengador, who in L.A., apparently, they claim he is an Evo who is doing just that. And so they're having this, you know, a conversation about how to fight back, how to survive. And um, they're talking about things happening in places like people are disappearing in the night. Like, it's, it's, it's getting real. And the government is forcing Evos to register. 
it's it's all that type of like stuff you've seen in like the Incredibles and like the Watchmen, and, like you know, and the X Men, and you know, it's all the like you know story beats that happen with this kind of thing. And we see uh, the two dudes from earlier. We see the Quebec yep. guy, or uh, Quebec. And uh, if you watch the show Letter Kenny, they have this funny recurring bit where they say Quebec three different ways because. Like, <laughs> It's that kind of word. And also, like, uh, I guess people who live in Quebec are very, like... Because it's, it's French Canada. So, you know, yep. it's like the snooty Canada. So, like... So they, they always do, like, Quebec, Quebec, and Quebec, I think it is. Um, so it's hard for me not to want to do that every time I see that word. Um, but he's there. So he survived. Yay. Um, and we also see the armless guy there. Yeah. Which is like, woo. I'm glad they didn't just get fucking killed, I guess. Don't worry. Um, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh man, the way that I hate the storyline. Okay, so. We see uh, Tommy speaking at the meeting. And he talks about, like, I call myself Tommy now. Like, that's not even his name, but that's what we'll Mm -hmm. know him as. Um, He's like, my mom sleeps with a gun under her pillow. Like, we're wanted in three states. I can't control my powers. He's looking for help. He's, you know, excited to have, you know, maybe found, like, maybe he could find, you know, a place of support, you know, in, in, in a group like this, you know? That would be nice. And uh, he gets a text. Um, it's from his mom, right? Yes. She's like, where are you? Or whatever. And he's like, oh, damn, I have to go. So he rushes out of the meeting. He drops a punch card from a local business along the way. This is important. Uh, he runs outside. He barrels right into a guy on a bike. Um, you know, the guy on the bike crashes and cause he's like, you know, he's not going very fast, but it's like bang right in the guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, what the hell, man? And Tommy's like, sorry, sorry. You know, he's like trying to you know, run off. And, um, we see that there's a man in a car outside of this meeting, a well-dressed man, or, uh, no, sorry. He's not in the car yet. He's on the bench. Uh, a well-dressed man looking very dapper. Doesn't he have, like, a little flower in his lapel? Like, he has, like, a little... Yeah, yeah. It's very, like, old school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mystery man. So we, we just we see him on a bench outside of this, uh, of this uh, building. And it, uh, it, it, all, it all goes real pear-shaped real quick inside. Um, so, yeah, everyone there is like, yeah, Search is right. We're the future. Like, like fuck this. You know, we're going we're gonna to fight back. We're not going to take this. And Zachary Levi is just laughing like not a um stable person and um he's laughing and he's just like okay yeah sure and he talks about how he had a nine-year-old son named dennis and that he was there at odessa because he and his wife took him there and they believed they were believers in the cause and he died during the attack and like he he's very like it's okay though because you know you guys can't change what you are you know these powers they're not natural you're not natural is what he's basically saying there and uh you're not safe and you can't be trusted and you're not human beings so what's about to happen is okay and what's about to happen is he and his wife are there in the room together and they gun down a room of innocent people, which is like, you know, yeah. not great. It's not great. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's not like watching Siler do a Siler thing. Mm-hmm. Because Siler is not a, he, he, he has powers. 
he is a comic book character. He is not on the level of a human being in that way. So when he goes after other people like him, regardless of whether or not their powers are that great or that powerful or whatever, it's in the same, like, framework, you know? Like, it's in the same realm. It's like, yeah, sorry, you're part of this now, you know, can't help it. He also has a weird set of morals, yes, or, as we've discussed before. Does. He absolutely does. Yeah, he has a code of sorts. He would mm-hmm. never do what they just did. No. Um, yeah, so that and then like the gun violence of it all and then uh, and the way that it's just so casually presented um which i know we see that so much in media and i'm far from a pearl clutcher when it comes to all that because that's not where the problem is coming from but it's wild to just see them gun down human beings like that. And, and and I think a lot of that was the preface of what his character was saying to be like, oh, it's okay because they're comic book characters. But you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're, you're an asshole with a gun. Yeah. And that's not the same game. You're not playing the same game as these people, I guess I would say. So... Uh, you know, he they, they gun down this room, this this fucking meeting of Evos, and like all of them. Uh, the coach tries to fight back. He's got like a firepower. Um, it, yeah, no, they they kill them all, and uh, they see the little punch card uh, because you know they're like, oh, one of them gone away, and so they grab the punch card, like, oh, where they're gonna find him, right? Moe's ice cream parlor, right here in you know in, in good old Carbondale, Illinois, right here in Illinois, they're gonna they're gonna find him. And uh, I, I literally say in my notes, I'm like, that thing where it's more fun to watch the uh, heroes kill other heroes and, like, not humans kill a literal minority group? Like, how about that? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, and, and, and it's like, oh my god, the way that they're gonna wear the dead sun like it's a fucking shield for their actions throughout the first part of the of the the show at least yeah it's it's disgusting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i remember that these two were a big reason why i was real sour on a lot of heroes reborn because of yeah follow these motherfuckers and having to be like oh but their son died yeah that does not give them license to do what the fuck they are doing and liking it and liking it because we're gonna see later on one of them likes it more than the other, and it's a yes. problem. Yes, gets off on it. I would argue. But I mean, you you see that but, here almost because but, she, she wasn't yeah, no, in no, the no, room. No. no, yeah, she was not in the room. We saw she someone just came being in chased. For the good time. Yeah, and the guy bursts in like it's a trap, shoots him yep. right away, and then that's when everything yep. pops off. She, yep, she was just there for the for the fun part, as it were. Um, yep. Which okay, can we take a moment right now? Um, or do we want to wait for episode two? Her characterization is another part of the hero's race problem. Yeah, we'll we'll wait till we get to know her a little more. Because I think she, even race. in this episode, she brings it up again. But, you know. Yeah, I think like episode two, I think we'll have a better understanding of what I'm talking about. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's uh, it's not good. But yeah, that's the thing is it's like they present it like they're presenting a new Siler or something. And that's like, no. That's not what this Mm -hmm. is. That's not what this is. Like, yeah. So. Mm -mm. Anyway. 
<laughs> anyway. I, 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 remember, I remember when that happened. I was like, huh. But now, I don't know if it's just the wake of everything in the world and just having to sit with it and see it again and everything. And I'm just like, nah, that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't fucking it, man. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the way that the Evos and the show are just like forever victims. It, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, a uh, it's interesting. Yep. So anyway, this next scene actually is one of, is, is really great. Um, before you go there, let me introduce yes. the, the murder couple as I call them the whole okay. Okay. rest of the time. So we already know we got Zachary Levi. This is, that is Luke Collins. And the woman is Joanne Collins, his wife. Mm-hmm. She is played by Judith Shikoni. And she's not been in a ton of stuff since Reborn. Like, she's been around. I think the biggest thing was, like, I guess she was in the Maleficent. Uh, not the first Maleficent, but the second one, the Mistress of Evil or whatever. Oh, really? Or is that the first one? Was the first one out in 2019? Or was it? I don't know. Yeah, it was the I sequel. I never it saw was them. the sequel. Yeah. She was in that, apparently. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And before that, she was in Breaking Dawn Part 2. So... <laughs> and where is Zachary Levi from, other than Shaw? <laughs> he still he, works. Oh, he's been he's been in Miss Maisel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like one of the love interests for her, I think. He I think. showed up on the Psych movie. He was. <laughs> Did he you really? Know. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any of the Psych movies. Me either. But I remember Why him being like awful? pitched in that. Mm. When I was reading his stuff, I was actually more surprised with something he did before that. And I think I think it was after Chuck, but before this, is that he was a voice in Fallout New Vegas. He was Arcade Ganon when I was scrolling through and seeing that. It's Zachary Levi. You know who it is. It's Zachary Levi. <laughs> it's Chuck Bartowski, you absolute plebeians. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, he's been oh, in like uh, like you probably saw the freaking trailer for the American Underdog movie like everywhere last year. So oh, oh man, I yeah. didn't go to the movie theater, but once, uh, and that was this year or twice, I guess technically. But I never saw, it, but I I saw he was in it because I'd see it on uh, his face on the yep. poster on all the like streaming sites. Yeah, I was like, hey, good good for you, I guess. Yeah, um, he's he's still doing stuff. He's everywhere. It's not like you know. We also should mention who his ex-wife is because it's relevant oh missy um missy fucking paragram yeah who was the original og candace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the proper show they are not currently married <laughs> married 2014 divorced 2015 so oh, oh. bit of a whirlwind yeah. but uh yeah i was like oh it's relevant so yeah i saw that too yeah 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 hmm. I remember when it happened. I was like, huh. Um, yeah, so there's our murder couple. <laughs> They're real great. You're not going to hate them more as the show goes on or anything. Okay, so... And not in a fun hate, either. Just like a get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Somebody blow your head up kind of mm-hmm, hate. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of hate. Which is not a great time. Um, so we go back to... <clears throat> we go back to Bennett. And he's having this, like, little monologue about, like, the power of memories and also the power of regret. And, um, <laughs> I, I mean, like, okay, you have to give, you have to give the show this, that, like, having Bennett so involved is great because Jack Coleman shows up. He is always there. He mm-hmm. understands the assignment 
and he's going to give you what he's got, <laughs> regardless of the project. So, good for him. Um, mm-hmm. Because we pull back and reveal that he's actually um, a car salesman again. <laughs> that was a sales pitch. <laughs> A really weird sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Bless that mom for being like, yeah, I'm going to look up the safety specs and everything. Because I would have been like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I don't know what you're doing, guy. Um, yeah. Uh, his, he's going by Barnes now. Mr. Barnes. Um, so we we see that, yeah, he's, he's a car salesman again. Which, according to his official resume, makes sense. Right? Yeah. Because he was a car salesman before. <laughs> like... Oh man! So we just kind of get that little little moment. Um, the way they edit this episode is just fucking wild. So many of my little bits are like four lines, and then the next thing, and then four lines, and then the next thing, and like it's it's crazy. Which is why, a lot. if you've noticed, Keisha's talking a lot. We decided to break sure it up. Am. She gets the first episode. I'll take the second episode mm-hmm. because of how back and forth it is. It'll take us forever without doing it that way. That's what we thought. I guess we'll see though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So then we see some people are making out in what is obviously a supply closet. Um, we are at a junior high school, the name of which I damn sure wrote down the names of the schools because, wow, what kind of fucking fanfic. Um, this is Linderman Junior High School, um, that we are at. I lost my mind. I, I literally rewound both scenes where they said the, the names of the schools and was like, I, I can't be reading that correctly. Um, yep. Linderman Junior High School uh, in California. We, we figure out later. Um, the guy is going out to make a speech to the students. Turns out he was a soldier and apparently a hero. He's meddled. Um, he... <laughs> Does not remember the name of the lady he was macking on, which was one of the teachers. Yeah. It's not a good look. Um, so uh, he's doing this, like, big inspirational speech about, like, heroism and also sneaking booze into the can of soda he's drinking at the podium. Mm-hmm. He's a mess. And if I remember correctly, one of the characters I actually liked in this show. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um... Who's our, um, I can't say Soldier Boy, because that's a different show. Um, who's our guy? This is Carlos Gutierrez, played by Ryan Guzman. And he is, at the current moment, most well known for being on the show 911. He's one of the main I characters. I thought he on was there. on there. I thought he was on 911, or one of the Chicago's. Okay. Yes, he's mm-hmm. on the, the 911 universe, because it shows he's, he was in an episode of 911 Lone Star. <laughs> but he's still on that, apparently. So Nice. Good for him. What else was he in? I was like, I feel like I've, like, something I've watched, maybe I've seen him in. Maybe yeah. I just know his name from, like, him being in 911. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I'm looking. He's a former MMA fighter. I poppy. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, bet you all thought the thirst traps were over. Well, you were fucking wrong. Um... Let's see. He was on Pretty Little Liars for a little bit. I wonder if that was when I was watching it, though. Mm, could yeah, be. yeah. I think I would have seen him. Okay. Well, yeah. Good, good, good on him. Continuing to get work. Yay. <laughs> Yay. 
he's good, he's good on here. He's good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember liking his character, so he has some cool stuff to do. His arc in particular, like especially with the stuff coming up, it feels like they are our Petrelli insert in a way. Oh, the dynamics there. He's kind are. of our Peter insert in a way. Yep. Yeah. Yep, absa friggin lutely. Um so much so and we'll get to that when they get to the scene, but yeah, no, you you are correct. Um So yeah, he's a bit of a mess. Um can't wait to see more of him, but we're going to have to wait because of this schizophrenic editing. Um because now we're in a high school. We are in Pinehurst High School. Um <laughs> I hate it. I hate it here. I hate the screen. They do show off that name more in the second episode, so I did catch it the second time after you talked about it, but yeah. They they really double down on that decision, don't they? Um, They could have just not. They could have just made you forget where they were, maybe. Um, Pinehurst High School, which apparently is in your neck of the woods, because he's still in Illinois. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we see Tommy, and... You know, he's just trying to, you know, do his little high school existence in so much as he's probably not even going to be in that school for long because he has to keep moving around. Um, He notices some cute girl, some jock asshole that she's with notices that and he gets into his face. He's like, you're staring at my girlfriend, you know, like whatever the usual thing you've seen a million times before. And so he, like, slams him against the lockers, and he's on the floor, and he lifts his hand like he's going to use his power. But then he stops. Which was, you know, I mean, like, I know nothing happened, but damn, way to be sus. (laughs) Yeah. That fucking hand motion. Um, uh, The jock calls him a wuss and walks away, and we hear students talking about Coach Lewis having died in a fire. Did you hear the news? Um, because, uh, when they murdered all those innocent people, they set the building on fire to make it look like it was something else. So. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, we stay in Illinois. We are in Chicago and we see the well-dressed man. I guess that'll be his HRG. Well-dressed man? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well-dressed man? Um, I, I do call him something, uh, different after this scene, though. So. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? How could you not? Um, so we see him at, like, it looks like a police station. And we see the guy on the bike that Tommy ran into when he was leaving the meeting. And we see well-dressed man ask if he could identify the kid again. And, you know, like, if he saw him again, like, would you be able to point him out? And we see that well-dressed man has a briefcase with him. And that briefcase is full of pennies mm-hmm. weird um he takes one out and he's spinning it on the table which is also just like a really fun thing to do i used to do that all the time and he's spinning it and he's like messing with it and the other man picks up the penny and he, the well-dressed man says penny for your thoughts and suddenly we see a different guy come in because that's the real detective this guy's not a detective or anything mm-hmm. um he just came in and did his thing and left. Because when the actual detective comes in and asks about the bike incident with the kid, bike guy's like, I don't, what kid? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Mm. So what's all this? What's this? What's this Haitianing with a prop? What's going on here? Penny for your thoughts, you know? Penny for your thoughts, bud. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's kind of cool. So um. <laughs> Penny Man 
Because uh-huh. we're not... He's going to be, like I said, our HRG. We're not going to give you his name uh, until we get told it, so... Until... Yeah, until we get told it. Yeah, that's the rule. Because um, I don't think that was in any promo materials at the time, unlike many of the other no. names for these characters. No, he was fully the new HRG. That was his whole entire, like, yeah. thing. Yeah. So this is Pruitt Taylor Vince... And oh boy, has he been in a lot of stuff and is in a lot of stuff. He um, has a very impressive character actor resume, if I recall. He mm-hmm. was in True Blood. He's in Stranger Things or was in Stranger Things. He was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, the, he was in The Walking Dead. The list goes on. <laughs> I'm looking now. I'm looking now. Cause looking at like just TV stuff that like right there he was in. He was in Bird Box. So there's all kinds of stuff that he was in. He, oh, God, yeah. Going all the way back to the this... 80s. Jesus, go mm-hmm. him. That's, that's yeah, okay, that's a character actor who's got, like, some, I don't know. They've got some bones in this work, you know? Like, they've, mm-hmm. they've really done it. They've been around. They're still doing it. He has an extremely memorable role in this very underrated horror movie called The Devil's Candy. Um... Yeah, I didn't realize that was him. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. There you go. Yeah, you won't forget him if you see him in that. So, I'm just looking at other things he's been in. A lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit. Oh, he was like, he was on uh, he was on Deadwood for like a whole fucking season, it looks like. There you go. God, I gotta rewatch that. Yeah, okay, cool. Huzzah. <clears throat> Huzzah, um, indeed. Uh, yeah, I, I, his character's cool, too. I remember liking his character. There's characters I like in this. I just don't like a lot of the story beats and the things they do with the regular show legacy, but that's fine. I like some of the characters in this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be negative the whole time. I'm just not. I don't feel negative about the whole thing. But the stuff I, I don't like, I really don't like. Anyway. Um, yes. The first sentence that I wrote in these notes was what I was laughing about when you were trying to be professional and tell us who that guy was. Um, (laughs) I fucking hate myself. Um, So uh, I just want everyone to know that Noah Bennett continues to smash ass. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) I'm sorry. He went from from being divorced from Sandra to messing around with Lauren to now who's this bitch? Yep. Yep. Oh my god, there's a redhead now. And um, he's getting married again, it sounds like. She's talking about fucking, like, you know, seating arrangements and flowers and stuff. Like, they're getting married. What the hell? It hasn't been that long. I mean, a few years, I guess. But what happened to Lauren? Like, yeah. She probably couldn't take his bullshit of, like, too many times of her being, like, just apologize to your daughter and him saying no. It's just like, you know know what? Apologize to this, buddy. Goodbye. He probably wallowed about the Claire thing for so long. Yeah. You know she ain't about that. She's got her shit together, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's definitely like a we have to figure it out for ourselves kind of thing. Um, so uh, his name is Ted Barnes, by the way. So that's, mm-hmm. that's his, his yeah. fake name right now. And he sees a car outside. And he saw it outside of the dealership as well. That somebody is trying to tail the great Noah Bennett. And we see inside the car briefly. They have files. They have files on people like Mohinder and people like Angela Petrelli. 
Yeah. So the past is coming for Mr. Ted Barnes. It's a coming. <laughs> I had to write that sentence. I just had to. I'm still looking at it. Like, yeah, smashed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing stopping him. All right. So now you know how we're pretty like well established with like five things. Let's go do a whole new one. We're going to Tokyo right now. We're getting no time to breathe with any of this. Um, yep. We see a young man holding some sort of note, and he goes to an apartment. There's music playing, and the music's changing. It's like, oh, someone's clearly there. And we see this girl with a pink hair ribbon. And the guy's name is Ren. Uh, Ren Shimasawa. Mm-hmm. I actually got his because they said it. They um, did. They did. So he's a gamer, a professional gamer, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, specifically, his specialty is a game called Evernow, which um, is going to become very important. We see that the note he has, it was apparently a secret message in the game that led him to this actual physical address. And it's like a thing that like no one's ever found before, like the ultimate Easter egg, if you will. And he's trying to talk. He just like busts into this girl's apartment, by the way. <laughs> like He's just some stranger. And she's just like, what the hell? What is this? What is going on? And he tries to ask her something, like, pretty simple. I think he, like, because he's like, you look really familiar. Like, what school do you go to? And she doesn't know what school she goes to. Remember that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you're really familiar. I know you from somewhere. And she drags him out of the apartment appropriately. Because, <laughs> like, what the hell? Get out. She's freaked out. But he's confused and excited. And so that's us seeing Ren and then Mystery Girl. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Yep. Ren is Toru Ichikado or Uchikado. God damn it. I knew I was going to fuck it up. <laughs> Toru Uchikado, I think. Mm-hmm. Reborn was his first acting gig. Oh, wow. Uh, he, ha- he does a lot of voiceover work. And um, the other big thing you might know him from is he was on Westworld. And I think he was on season three. Oh, the season I can't remember, sure. <laughs> yes, which our other girl who does get a name, Miko, because he starts mm-hmm. calling her Miko in the second episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is Kiki... <laughs> I was saying it earlier, no problem. Kiki Sukizane? Sukizan? Probably Sukizan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she has been in a few other things. She also was in Westworld, but she was in the, you know, the critically acclaimed episode of Westworld. The, what the hell episode was that? Because now I have her freaking Wikipedia page instead of the IMDb open for her. Because I had her IMDb open earlier. Okay. Because I was like, wait, which one? Because there's a few that people really like. Oh, is it the one with uh, the dude? It was Um... the Japanese theme park one. Oh, that and she good. was in, was like, really two episodes, good. so she also showed up after. She was Sakura. That one's really good. That is a good episode. So, yeah. I was like, she was in more of the, like, that episode part, whereas he shows up as, like, random gangster guy, I think, later on or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so, wild that they were both on it, though. Yeah, they both um, were on Westworld. Oh, man. I, I, I'm thinking I might rewatch it. I don't know. I feel like I don't need to rewatch season one, but maybe I would rewatch like two and three. Mm-hmm, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Like, just because two has some stuff I really like, even though people started kind of being like meh about it. Um, 
And then three, I don't fucking remember. And that's where we're at now was the outside stuff. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, so. Yeah. Because like season one is easy to remember, frankly. Like, it's pretty basic, like, the beats of it. And, and then, yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see. That's just a lot to rewatch all of it. But we'll see. It's not. It's a lot, but it's not. Because mm-hmm. isn't it, like, ten episode seasons? 10, yeah, 13? and I'm sat here saying it's a lot when I fully have just rewatched like a bunch of fucking shit just to you know yeah okay. yeah um cool so yeah that's that's more characters <laughs> god damn there's a lot of them uh which it's funny because like yeah heroes had a big cast too but they literally split it between the first two episodes this is still the first episode yeah um, yeah um we go back to Tommy. Uh, at Pinehurst High School. And um, he gets approached by the girl that the jock was with. And, um, you know, they're, they're kind of they're cute and flirty, you know, little, little, little teenagers. And um, she's like, oh, you know, like, I drew the happy face on your punch card. I was hoping you'd remember me kind of thing. And, and she's like, she wants him to interview for a job at the ice cream shop because I guess he's like there all the time. And they need help. And she obviously likes him. And uh, she apologizes on behalf of Brad, the name mm-hmm. of our jock. And she's like, did you hear about Coach Lewis? They said he might have been an Evo. And, you know, it's all like gossip, gossip, because I'm sure everyone at school would be talking about that. And um, <laughs> I, it's so funny that these two sentences are next to each other in my, in my notes. He gets an unknown text and it says, don't trust anyone. <laughs> but above that line, I said, she's kind of pushy in a company girl kind of way. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. She, like, ingratiates herself with him fast. Mm-hmm. And she asks questions. And she wants him near her. And, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't trust this. So. Little baby Eden over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her character name is Emily, by the way. Mm-hmm. We get that in writing, I think, in episode two. <laughs> we do. Yeah, I don't think she has a name at all in season in uh, episode one. Yeah. Yeah, she's played by Gatlin Green. She doesn't have like a ton of other things that you might know her from. She's still working because she still has credits going on right now. Mm. Yeah, a lot of like popping in in little things or TV movies. Mm. Um, we go back over to I call him Army Guy, but I guess I can call him his name. Um, Carlos. We see, we see Carlos um, with a little kid, uh, the little kid who had looked and kind of like made eye contact with him during his speech. And we see that they're related. And I said this to Rachel before we started recording, and I I'm gonna say it here too. The way that they're being like vague with the source of the family tension, and like they're not just being as expository as I'd like them to be. Mm-hmm. There was a minute there where I was like. Is this his little brother? Is this, like, his son? Is this, like, his nephew? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, he's clearly related to the kid. Um, We see there's some sort of family tension. Um, Everybody's talking about this, uh, this El Vengador who literally dresses up like a, like a, um, like a lucha, like a luchador uh, wrestler, which is kind of cool. I believe he is a big part of the comics I was talking about earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. The physical ones. Yes. Um, I've seen that fucking mask. Um, so they're talking about that. And um, apparently um, there is a website called Hero Truther. Do you think that was a real website? I bet it was. Like an ARG thing? I bet. 
hundred percent. Um, so yeah, the, the kids talking about like, you know, like evos are disappearing. There's something going on. Um, like, Hey, El, you know, El Vengador, he's like taking care of this neighborhood. Like no one else is like, he's, he's looking out for us. And we see that they go inside of, uh, it's a garage. And, um, I think this is when we actually learn Carlos's name. Cause they say it. And, um, we're getting the sense that like Carlos and his dad don't get on and uh it seems like it's because he left instead of helped out with the family business because we we hear like some sort of you know exposition to that effect and um we learn that his uh we learn it's his nephew later on his nephew um was the one who spray painted uh el vingador on the uh outside of the garage um because there's been a lot of street art that are like the mask and it's supposed to be very like you know I guess, like, encouraging, positive, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, his uh, his nephew's dad, so Carlos's brother, comes in and he's just like, graffiti's bad for business. Paint over that. Because he's the one who painted it on the on the building. So he's painting over it when we, when we pull out again. Yep, yep. So we're getting a better sense of, like, you know, <clears throat> the, like, home and family life of Carlos. And kind of, like, some of his uh, issues. <clears throat> but not quite because he left home because that's part of the drama that they're talking about yep uh, yeah he left home like he abandoned them is the you know the narrative I think so yeah which we well, they talk about it more later when some stuff happens mm-hmm. but yeah so the kid is Jose and that is Lucius Hoyos and he was a voice on Paw Patrol, apparently, before this. <laughs> and he's done some work since. He's still working. He's got a lot of 2021 credits. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the brother is Oscar. And that is Marco Grazzini. And he's shown up on The Flash. He's been in Kim's Convenience. And a few other things. He's also still still working. A lot of Hallmark movies in the present. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you're if you're like a certain kind of handsome, you will book those fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. a ton of Hallmark but, movies yeah. in the present. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, mm-hmm. yep. So oh man, so we go back over to Bennett, and he's washing dishes, doing the domestic thing. And he, you know, she, she's, she's doing like all the wedding planning and everything. And he's just like, are, are you sure it's not too late to elope? <laughs> like, I mean, he doesn't want to do this like big thing, I think. But I think he also knows that it's good for his like cover, I guess, um, to just go with it. But again, he notices there's a fucking car outside of his, uh, of where he's living. And so he sees a guy too. And he's like, okay. So we see that there's this, there's this man, um, who uh, is out there outside and he tries to tail Bennett and Bennett turns it around on him. And he's like, you really suck at tailing. <laughs> like, you know, like what, what the hell's going on? Who are you kind of thing? And so this guy wants to know what really happened on June 13th. And he knows that he's Noah Bennett. It's not, you know, pulling up this Ted Barnes bullshit. He said that he worked at Renatus, but not for Renatus, which is a name you're going to hear a lot. 
And I know that you worked at Primatech. He knows about bagging and tagging. He knows about catching the specials. He knows about, like, everything. And he says that June 13th is just the beginning. And he's like, you know something about that day no one else does. Suresh had nothing to do with Odessa. And Bennett is, like, not into any of this. He's like, take your conspiracy theory bullshit out of my life. I want nothing to do with this. Um, Because that's what he says. He's basically like, oh, you're a nut. You know, because anybody who thinks this way is, you know, being portrayed as such. And he apparently has a manuscript of the book that Suresh was going to publish. Look at him writing books Mm -hmm. and stuff. Look at him. Um, According to Suresh's research, um, there was a higher number of Evos than even, like, people know about now. And there's more all the time. And he says that, you know, they're here to save us. And, you know, we, we have to know, like, what are they here to save us from? Like, there's something that's going to happen. And we're, like, reacting to this all the wrong way. And suddenly the cops show up. And the guy's like, you called the cops on me? Like, come on, man. Like, that's that's boo, boo. And uh, he's saying as he's being, like, about to be arrested, like, June 13th did not happen like they say it did. And, you know, it, it, he's he's directly confronting Noah with the fact that He's kind of foggy about what happened on that day, mm-hmm. which is weird to him. Immediately sets off a weird red flag that he can't ignore later on. That if Claire died on that day, like, how could he not remember that? What the fuck? Like, what, what, what is going on? What, what pieces are, you know, is, is he missing? Because he remembers being on the bench and then that's it. And then the explosion. And then like, yeah, what's going on? What's not, what's not lining up here? Something is probably going down so maybe this crazy guy has a point yeah he still he still gets arrested though (laughs) the fiance called the cops on him yeah the fiance the fiance who's does she have a name uh i wrote her damn name down but like she's okay but only in this episode and shows up i think like way later on like one more time so oh my gosh heroes and their whim and prob (laughs) i think i wrote her name down up hold on i gotta scroll up where is it? I'm no, I know she has one, but they don't say it, I don't think. so. Julia. I think he might have said it. Her name's Julia. Okay. Apparently she also showed up in the webisode. Speaking of the webisodes, this guy is someone that we are supposed to know from the webisodes. This is Quentin. He was kind yeah, of the star like of them. Yeah, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. And he is played by... I don't want to say his name yet, because do you recognize this guy from something just out of curiosity don't look it up oh boo um, <laughs> i was about to um i know that he's like a guy i've seen in something else i know that he's definitely one of those people i've seen like i have seen in something i watched yeah um maybe heard because this is henry zabrowski and when i read his credits i had to do a double take because this is one of the guys who has a podcast called last podcast on the left are you actually fucking with me on this? I day? am not. This is one of the last podcasts on the left, guys. He's one of the... Okay, like, I've listened to a little bit of their stuff. I'm not really a true crime hoe. I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. over that. But um, they are very entertaining, and I like what they do. And uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Because mm-hmm. aren't they all, like, actors and comedians and stuff? Isn't that, like, their whole thing? That is possible, yeah. I think he also is known for... Uh, 
There's a show, I think, on Adult Swim or something. Oh, is he on uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell? Yes, yeah. That's what I would, like, physically know him from, because those ads are all over the place uh, when I had cable. Um, and I think I've watched it a couple times, too. But, yeah, that's that, he's one of the last... Oh, my God, that's crazy. Yeah, he's one of the last podcasts on the left, guys. So, there you go. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember liking his character on the show. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, down, I'm down with all this. I love this little buddy thing that's going to happen with him and Noah later. Um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can, can he, can he uh, throw his hat in the ring for being, like, the most known or famous person on reborn <laughs> possibly potentially potentially like new new actors not any of the returning ones he was in I stuff was like, before yeah but but um i'm looking now i want to see that's why i was like don't look because when i saw the like because i think on um the wikipedia like the, their live special showed up and i was like wait a minute is he one of the guys <laughs> from that uh podcast yep mm-hmm. that's crazy i'm looking now yeah Oh, yeah, he's done, like, a few things. Huh. Well, would you look at that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's he's got a nice little resume, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Look at him. That's so funny. One of the fucking last podcasts on the left, guys, on Heroes Reborn. Who would have thought? Before that, I dare say, because I don't know when that launched, last podcast on the left. Let's look. Oh, they've been going for a long time. They have a book. <laughs> but I don't know if that was, like, after Reborn, because that feels like it would be more. Oh, yeah, no, it was after. Yeah. It had to have been after. Well, the I original release, it says, is 2011, so I guess it was before. Really? Wow. That's absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool, though. I, I fully was not, uh, I, I didn't know that. That's that's cool. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to Japan. Japan. Um, so we see Ren comes right back. He's not done with this. Um, he goes, you're the Katana girl. And she's like, what? And he's like, no one's ever figured out how to unlock her. And, you know, he, he talks about, like, her physical appearance. He's like, you look just like her. Like, look, you've got the bow. you got all the, you know, like, that's, you're her. And she's like, well, my, my father gave me this bow. And he's like, dude, it's you. Like, I don't know how, but it's you. And he talks about the story of the character and how she swore vengeance on those who kidnapped her father. And apparently her sword is the key to everything. And it's hidden underneath the floorboards of her father's study. And when she uses it, it transforms her into a deadly warrior. And she kicks him out again. (laughs) Which, again, (laughs) is is the proper response. Mm -hmm. You have to give her that. Um, but he had his little book about the game ever now, and he left it behind when she kicked him out. And the creator of the game is named, um, Hachiro. Is that how you say it? Hachiro? Yeah. Hachiro Otomo. Yeah. Hachiro Otomo. And so, you know, they make a big thing of showing his like photo and stuff on the back of the book. Cause that's going to be important later. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're continuing on with this little mystery, but, uh. We go right back to Bennett, and he's tossing and turning, and he gets out of bed. And he has a hiding place with a go bag, obviously. (laughs) Are you fucking new? And he sees that amongst all of his stuff that he still has from that life, if you will, 
he has like a little day planner, like a calendar, and a scrap of paper falls out of it. And it's a card. It's a business card for an ophthalmologist called Lumiere Ophthalmology. And um, he learns that it is a business that relocated from Odessa to Dallas, Texas. Hmm, interesting. The plot thickens. It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we see uh, Carlos drinking. And then you know what he does? He goes and buys more booze. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a he's got he's got some stuff going on, you know. We don't know his um, full stuff yet, and I think we do find we out later. Don't we do later? But yeah, he's clearly got all kinds of shit going on. Um, so he's in a dark place, and we see that El Vingador is on the news. He saved someone, and we see. Um, the camera, you know, swoops over and he's watching from the rooftops and he does the car landing that everyone loves. It's the crowd pleaser. It's in everything now. <laughs> it's the crowd pleaser. It's so good. Boom. Like everyone loves the fucking smashed car landing. Mm-hmm. Um, quick, uh, quick little, um, the Batman tangent. Uh, he does something similar and he absolutely eats shit because that's what you would do. <laughs> That's what you would do. He's year two. He eats so much shit landing on that car. Delightful. Yeah. yeah, he tries to like glide down and then he just, yeah, he just lands on a car. And he just, just fucking wrecks himself. Um, yeah, so he does the landing and he's like, oh, it's a fucking like badass hero thing. And he beats the shit out of a thug, it looks like, and he takes on another. And it looks like the girl was a trap because she tries to turn around and shoot at him. And, uh, he kills the fuck out of her, which honestly slay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good. And so he gets away as like, you know, the police show up or were they already there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fucking a. And so we see, um, Carlos separately, Looking at a bit of graffiti that says, where are the heroes? Well, this is all going down. Yeah. And so then we go into the garage and we see there's a trail of blood Carlos finds. And he sees pieces of the El Vengador costume. And uh, it was his brother. Yep. It was his brother. And he was trying to make a difference ever since June 13th. He wanted to to help people and this is one of the ways he knew how so he's like you know we all have our secrets he got stabbed during the fight so he's bleeding out and carlos looks around just like holy shit because this is like his lair basically you know his his elvignador cave if you will (laughs) underneath the garage and um he sees that you know he sees like a like a like a you know a thing that he would put the costume on he sees a string board and we love a string board um, he says, like, you know, Jose looks up to you. He's going to need a strong hand. He knows he's not going to make it. And Carlos has to take up the mask now. It's the only way. Yeah. And, but Carlos is like, no, I can't. Like, everything they're saying about me, the medals, all of it. But before he can finish, his brother dies. And to um, illustrate the thing that Rachel was saying earlier, they fully played the Petrelli music over this scene. There you go. They use stings from the original hero score throughout this episode, which is really smart, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still the Wendy and Lisa music. They um, they have a new score on this as well. 
But they'll do a thing where they'll like kind of weave in bits from the old one into the new score. And so it's like a nice little like, oh, these are our versions of this character now. And like she was saying, this is like our Petrelli's kind of. Um, this is Carlos is our Peter, you could say, for sure. Yes. And so he just loses his brother a lot earlier. Hey, mm-hmm. and so, um, yeah. Uh, so he's in a very awkward position now because he's a fucking wreck as we've seen. And, uh, but he's, well, you know, his brother died in his arms, you know, he's gotta, he's gotta do something now. So. Oh yeah. Um, we go from that wonderful, actual, like pretty cool little thing to these fuckers. Um, the murder couple. We see Luke. <laughs> the murder couple. Woo-hoo. We see Luke and Joanne. Is it Joanne or Joanna? I think it's Joanne. Joanne? Okay, I just didn't want to fuck it up. Uh, so we see... we see. I hate calling him Luke. I know that's his name, but that's not... Oh, I wish they would have given him a different name. There's already a Luke in Heroes. He's also Luke, baby. Right. His name even ends I with a C. It. You know, like, he's got, like, a C last I name, know, too. I know! But... That's what I mean. I hate it. It's so lazy. Yeah. Call him literally anything else. Um... So we see Luke and Joanne, and they're at the ice cream place where the punch card was from. And um, they're talking about El Vengador. He wants to go find him. Like, that's what he wants to do. She wants to murder a child. Yeah. I mean, they have very different goals. You know, marriage is, it's a compromise. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Um, Because he doesn't want to, I don't think. No. He does not want to kill Tommy. Like, I don't know if it's because of that brief moment of empathy of hearing his story mm-hmm. before he ran off. Or the fact that he is a literal child, like the one they are trying to avenge, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah. But she she doesn't give two shits. She could not care. Evo, gotta die. So um, we see that the fire that they left behind when they killed all those people at the meeting is being blamed in the media on Suresh. Yep. So she's all butthurt that their credit's being taken from them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's what, like, a selfless, wounded mother would do, but okay, sure. Um, sure. Um, we see that Tommy... Before you go over. Is, um, yes, yes, do go over. She's butthurt. He's like, that's weird, because that's the second time that something they've yep. done has been attributed to Suresh. Oh, yeah, his, like, that's not a coincidence anymore. Mm -hmm. Something's happening. Like, this is on purpose. So, yeah, he's he's having all kinds of little revelations that are going to be important to the story later. And she's just being uh, not great. (laughs) Which, I mean, I just, I I hate how thinly her character is drawn. Yeah. If I may. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I can do, I can't feel any other way about her. No. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I just can't. And I hate that. I, I wish she were more complex. I wish it was harder for her to do this, you know? But she's so, like, mustache twirly about it. Yeah. She's so Bonnie and Clyde about it. Like, it's just so, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's really, it's really shit that Luke got the complexity and depth about what they were involved in, and she just didn't. They could have easily reversed it. Easily. Like, yeah, they could have. He could have been the bloodthirsty yeah. one, and she's the one that's a little yep. more calm and about yep. everything. But Yep. Mm-hmm. But 
nope, they made her, I'm sorry, but they made her an angry black woman. Yeah. And that's not great at all. So, again, heroes, come on. This is your second chance and this is what you're doing. Like, it's just not a good look. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, anyway, we see, um, we see that Tommy is, um, with Emily and she's in, uh, they're in the, like, the back office of the shop, um, having their little interview. And, uh, she's, she's noted, oh, wow, like, you've moved around a lot. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, okay, so I have an important question, basically. Like, can you scoop ice cream? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, great, you got the job. That's literally what those job interviews are like <laughs> for places like that. Like, can you do one physical thing and not be an asshole to customers? Great, here's your fucking apron. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so that. Um, so, you know, she's like, you know, we'll, we'll have you start tomorrow. Um, I'll get you, you know, your, a uniform shirt. And she's like, you know, doing her thing. And, um he's outside of the office now because they walked out and he sees that his punch card is on the counter and he recognizes it and he glances over and he sees the guy from the meeting and he left before everything went down so he's like oh my god he goes right over to him and he's like i can't believe you made it out of that alive what happened in there you know just like oh my god he's he's stunned and luke is like oh okay (laughs) this is not exactly how i thought this was gonna go um but he's, he's staying cool. He's chill. He's going with it. He's just like, well, what do you think happened in there? You know, he's very like, okay, have, let's have a conversation. And as they're having this conversation, uh, Joanne walks up, shows off a gun in her waist belt, and it's just like, yeah, we're all going to take a walk. And she was fully going to shoot an innocent teenager just right fucking there. I just, I just think that that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, she was mm-hmm. just going to kill a child. Um, cool. And so... She was also going to kill Emily, yep. who runs after Tommy and is like, wait, your shirt. Yeah. And and sees this scene. And then they're like, okay, well, now we all have to go, is basically what Luke says. And Joanne's just like, nah, I'm just going to handle it right here. I've got to kill these two fucking children right here. And Tommy, we see, finally use his power. He's kind of like, um, what was his name? Uh, 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 Steven, right? That was his name? The black hole guy. Kind of, yes. But kind of not. Kind of, but what? But kind of not. Um, He doesn't, like, you know, send people into oblivion. Um, He teleports people. He can can make people disappear and reappear somewhere else. And that's what he does. Tommy teleports the both of them the fuck away. And I was like, yay. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes to leave, like, oh, great. Now I got to start over again. This is all my fault. And... uh, Emily gets in her, like, is it, like, a shitty little, like, VW? Yeah, it's a little green VW Love bug. that. Love that. <laughs> Love that it's not some random Nissan car. I was like, no, no, no. She would have a shitty car. <laughs> like, she's a teenager. Um, she goes to follow him, though. And she's like, dude, you saved my life. Like, your secret's safe with me. I'm not going to say anything to anyone. You don't have to go anywhere. And so they're having, like, their little, like, nice little, like, deepening of their relationship right now. I still don't trust her. So. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, Joanne was going to fucking kill a completely innocent child who has yep. nothing to do with their M.O. Just because it's... she fucking walked out of that alley. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the whole thing for me of, like, they paint it like they're avenging their kid, but also that it's, like, Evo's only. Well, it's clearly not now. No. She didn't know shit about Emily. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it's... 
it's just they you know the, the way that they're trying to like make it this thing and then it just easily falls apart which i think is part of it yeah um because of what happens later but yeah um so it's 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 interesting to see that luke definitely has his reservations and uh joanne certainly doesn't and that is going to come to a head later mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. yeah but right now they're who the fuck knows where so yeah <laughs> um we, we'll, we'll find out soon um we see carlos with his nephew jose and they're um it's it's post funeral. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're back at the garage. Or is eating. he just sad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're 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 post funeral. They're all like in their like formal wear still, and the kid's super sad about you know his dad dying and everything, and um, they just have this brief little moment, and we see like when Carlos walks away, that Jose has a power. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why he's so like, yay, El Vengador, yay, Evos, yay, where are the heroes? Like, because he can do shit. He can phase. Yep. So. I think this roof thing was pre-funeral. Of- I think we get it after funeral a little bit. Like, this is, yeah. Okay, so they're just dressed up and ready to go. Yeah. I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm confusing or are they, or are they? Yeah. I know. I know. Me too. I was like, or, or do they, or is it the second episode? Cause the second episode like, I think has got the funeral stuff yet. in it, but um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's just, he's just like, his dad is dead. He's super sad, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we learn that he has a power. Secrets. Um, yeah. He's like, he's like DL. He's like DL. God, I hope it turns out better for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For real, though. Take take two, I guess. Um, I mean, give mm. me a couple scenes, but yeah. Mm. So we uh, we go over back to Texas and we see the ophthalmology office and Noah shows up and uh, he's trying to like, you know, talk to the, the chick at the reception desk in a very like, oh, I know something else is going on here kind of way. Like, oh, I, I you know, like, come on, like, let's let's do this. And she's like, she doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's not in their records or anything, but he knows something has to be up. So he has the business card and he whips that out and he says the thing that's on the back of it. Was it like see more clearly or something? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and when he says that she pulls a gun on him. (laughs) So like, okay, you wanted the real deal. Here's, here's the real deal, Noah. And she's about to just blow him away. But who should come out of the back office and save our boy Noah Bennett? Who, who, who? It's Renee! Oh my god. So the Haitian sensation that is uh, sweeping the nation is back on Heroes Reborn. And um, he tells him to meet him across the, you know, like meet me across the street. Like, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk outside kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, another, another familiar returning face. Yeah, so early on, too. Very much so, yeah. Um, we immediately go back over to Japan. We see um, Miko. I'm just going to, I mean, like, I know she's never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. They immediately, um, like, say Miko Mi- in the next episode, like, right away. Right. So it's not even, like, a reveal, just, yeah. So calling her Katana Girl is kind of badass. Mm-hmm. Um so Miko, uh, she kind of goes with what he was saying, and she's like, okay. Um, she goes into her father's study. She opens it up. She walks inside. 
And there's all kinds of concept art on the walls. Interesting. And she finds it says, save me, the sword is the key. And sure enough, she goes underneath the floorboards and what is there but a sword, but not just any sword. (gasps) Rachel, what sword is it? It's the Kensei sword. It continues. Mm-hmm. Um, she has it and she unsheaths it. And the minute she does, she's transported into the video game itself. Yep. She's in Ever Now. She's in the game Ren was talking about. She's fully digitized. And yeah. And um, it's, it. yeah, holy shit. Things become real for her real fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, 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 yeah, they're all like, you will never see him. And it's just, uh, yeah, there's, there's bad guys. It's, 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 she's in a fucking video game. She is a character in a video game, which is really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, so we see, I, I wonder if people talk shit about the graphics, but I want to see her and be like, she just looks like she's on any, like, mobile game you play on your phone. They don't have fucking AAA graphics. Like, calm down. Even, like, at the time, I think that wasn't bad for graphics for a, a video no, game. No, okay. Like, they might have bitched yeah, because it, was, it okay. was, like, a show, but, like... Right. I don't think that was terrible was for fine. the time, no. Yeah. Uh, we go back to Noah and Renee. And Renee has, like, a little envelope, and he gives him his glasses back. Because I didn't even realize. I was like, oh, yeah, he hasn't yep. had his fucking glasses, like, the whole time we've been seeing him. Um, and so immediately after, I mean, what do you do when you haven't seen, like, your, your friend and coworker <laughs> in a long, long time, and they show up unexpected at your new place of business? Well, you try to kill them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Renee tries to uh, fucking garrote Noah. <laughs> He's got, like, the wire with, like, the handles mm-hmm. on it. Um and then they fight, and then, like, Noah kills him instead. So, like, you know, no big. Um, yeah. And he's, like, does it's, like, the whole spy thing, though, where it's, like, you told me to do this if you came around asking questions. And Renee says it's coming. He says it's coming twice, which is basically what Quentin said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, what? I need to forget, you know? And so that's, now we're very much establishing this, like, noir mystery thing with Bennett, where it's like, this is wrong. What you think is wrong, you are missing pieces, buddy. Like, you, and you did the company man thing to yourself. You set yourself up so that you wouldn't try to go hunting for these secrets. Yeah. And, yeah, so. But also, unfortunately, Renee has to die. And what did I say about Hero's race problem again? Yeah. He didn't need to die. Like, like what the fuck? Like, like in, a, in the first episode? Like, I get it in a way, especially damn. the noir of it all, the, oh, like, this oh, is your too. plan. Oh, me too. Me too. It's just the optics. The optics are not good, yes. is what I'm saying. So, yes. Yeah. In, in in the wake of everything. DL, who we just mentioned. You know? <laughs> like, I forgot that he, this is oh, how he geez. died as well. Because I'm like, I swear he dies. Me too. But, like, I couldn't remember the, the why. Too. Yeah. Fucking nuts. But you're right. Within the noir of it all, it does mm-hmm. work. So I can't get, like, two on my little soapbox. I'm just saying it is a thing that we have to mention. So. Yeah. Um, But then, as Noah's having this whole little, his whole little world shattered... Um, we get a Mohinder log. Holy fuck. Our boy. Um, okay. I wrote down part of it, but not all of it. I didn't write down anything. it's a version. (laughs) (laughs) Party. It's a version of what, um, it's a version of what he said in the pilot of the original show, but different. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Because he goes, where does it come from? This fear, this quest, this need to hide in the simpler past where the future cannot be avoided. It's coming. And then we see someone in, like, a big old, like, I don't know. Is, do people still say Eskimo? I'd say it's like a park. She's wearing right. a parka, all right? Yeah. It's like a big furry parka. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, like, clearly in, like, the Arctic. And um, there's the Northern Lights. And we see that someone is, like, staring at them. And Mohinder Log continues and it says, like, when it does, everything will change. There are those that can stop it. But when it does, and then I went something, something, because I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't get all of it. Um, but we see it's a blonde girl in this jacket. And she turns around and she says, I can't control it much longer. And when we look out on the horizon with her again, it's like, what? what is, is it like an eclipse again? Like, what is that? It's like a black. It's like, almost like a black hole. It's, it's darkness. It's yeah. It's like a black hole. Yeah. It's literally darkness that she can't. She has to keep back the darkness. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I uh, got another new character. You, you're going to need a string board just like Carlos's fucking brother. Because, goddamn. Um, I really throw it out at you. Uh, TB, TBC. To be continued. You know. Right now. <laughs> I haven't written down her character name. But I might not mm-hmm. even introduce her because she's not even in the second episode. So... That's fine. She can remain a mystery. We have another uh, lady who comes about who is a mystery who we do learn the name of in in, in the second episode. So. Yeah, we have a couple new people. That's okay. But yeah. Yeah. We'll save her. Hopefully we'll, we'll remember to introduce her when we get to know more about who this person is. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. They literally say her actual last name on IMDb. The character's actual last yeah, name. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't think in the show we get the last name for a while, but I do think we we hear that we know her first name. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lot to unpack. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot there. Uh, It's just a lot going on. And it immediately, it it continues because we watched a version of it that was both of them back to back, so... They probably played it with, like, limited commercial interruption, too, at the time. You know what I mean? Oh, probably. Hi there. We decided to split this episode in half so you didn't have a three-hour-long podcast to listen to. So that did it for the first episode of Reborn, Brave New World. Next time on Eclipsed, episode two of Reborn, Odessa.